Welcome back to The Bunt, the number one podcast in skateboarding, brought to you by the number one shoe in skateboarding, Vans. Off the wall since 1960, motherfucking six. I'll be back. I'm D Jones. As always, I got my main man, the ghost, with me, and we got Antoine behind the scenes. It's a cool thing. Ghost, man, last week was a lot of fun, but you know we stepping it up this week, man. What we working with? <laughs> Yo, hype episode this week. You know what I'm saying? We got the big man. He's in the 200 plus club, like me and Donald. <laughs> so it's all love. You know what I'm saying? John Fitzgerald, man. Part of the backbone of hockey. You know what I'm saying? Once we had Donovan on, it was only right that we got the other OG hockey rider on John Fitzgerald. Great guy. It was an absolute pleasure talking to him. Some funny ass stories. I know y'all gonna love this one. Then we taking y'all straight to the post office. We got man's making demands and shit. Uh, oh fuck. Yo, Asa, man, chill out, bruv. But yeah, blessed post office. And then it's the rundown. We talking, yo, Donald dropped an NHL minute, yo. It's been a while. You know what I'm saying? Austin Matthews been getting people's attention, apparently. And then, <laughs> and then we talking potential first round matchups in the NBA. And uh, a big rest in peace to Dwayne Haskins, man. Big episode. This guy said apparently, like, he doesn't trust me. Uh, <laughs> Make sure to follow us on Instagram at The Bunt Live. Subscribe to us on YouTube at The Bunt Live. Hit us up at patreon.com slash The Bunt if you fuck with the pod heavy like we know y'all do. And then head over to our website, thebuntlive.com. Every episode logged for your listening pleasure. Ain't nobody keep up with the skate game the way the ghost was. And that's why he's got this segment, the ghost shout out of the week. What you got for me? Man, this week... I was inspired beyond belief by this the style god, the OG, triple OG, Daniel LeBron, man. Did you see his tightest part? No. Something new? Yeah, man. He's just the gift that keeps on giving. Somehow getting better with age. Coming out swinging with his opening line. Does like a fakie crook. And then, uh, what do you do? A flat ground trick. And then a back 5-0 varial heel. Anyways, Ooh. the whole part was super fucking steezy and amazing and uh, inspirational, man. Like we always say, it's good to see dudes older than us still pushing themselves. Keeps us, uh, keeps us fucking optimistic about our future on the board, man. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to wonder where you're going with that, but optimistic was the perfect word, man. So like the ghost said, John Fitzgerald in the building from slap one in a million fame to heading up hockey with our buddy Donovan. It's a pleasure having him here in Studio E and you guys are going to love the interview. Uh, someone fucking breached the Staples Center. You're going to find out all about it. Uh, <laughs> but before we do that, it's maker pizza time, baby. Snappily Dynamite 
It's an order of wings. It's a bunch of cookies. I'm going to get the ghost's ginger ale because he needs that shit every week. And that's that. You can order online through the app available on iOS or Android or head in store. Downtown Queen and Spadina, Uptown Avenue Road in Lawrence. East side, Gerard and Carla. West side, up on Bluer. They're everywhere in the city, man. Slide in. Get your order. We ain't lying. Maddie Matheson, tell them what you're working with when you get maker pizza. This is literally the best pizza in the world. All right, y'all. Let's get this interview popping. All right, y'all. We got John Fitzgerald in the building today. What's going on, man? How's it going, guys? Thanks for having me. Straight chilling, man. Happy to have you here. So we start every show off the same. Hit us with your favorite skate moment and your favorite sports moment. Favorite skate moment. I mean, going on like all the hockey FA trips is like probably one of my favorite things to do. For sure. Just like seeing everyone skating with everyone. It's always epic. Always like good times. Favorite sports moment. Probably when Usyk won undisputed heavyweight title because he was just like a huge underdog i love boxing so sick so speaking of the fa and hockey trips man if they're your favorite skate moment can you hit us with a quick story from one of them like a memorable moment we would go on like halloween trips maybe i think it was like kansas or something and we literally ate at every barbecue (laughs) like every barbecue spot there was uh, we went to like a haunted, uh, this like six story haunted house that was Damn. like, it was like the most insane <laughs> thing I've ever seen. And they like went through all the stories and then, I don't know, we just like punch barbecue after. It was pretty <laughs> sick. Like we did that a couple years in a row and that it was probably one of the best trips I've been on. Damn. Sounds epic. Yeah. It was epic. Take us back to the beginning. Where did you grow up and how did you get into skating? So I grew up like Monrovia and I got into skating because my neighbor used to skate. He, I would just like see him on a board or whatever. And I don't know, I thought it was just like really cool. And I like got my first board at Walmart and went from there but dude i sucked at skating for a good five years <laughs> like i literally i could not ollie i could not do anything i was just like i had a board and i would just like fly off a ramp and jump for like <laughs> a good five years it was like kind of funny was it like you had no one to show you the ways or like teach you how to ollie at first yeah i mean I, Like, my neighbor wasn't that good either. Right. And we had this other neighbor who was older, and he could ollie. I remember he ollied four boards. Oh. And I was like, dude, that's, like, like, I've never seen anything like that. But that dude went to prison. Oh. So he, (laughs) he never, like, taught us how to skate or anything, but... I mean, there's kids down the street, too, that skated, and uh, they had ramps, but they wouldn't let me touch the ramps because I was just like, they didn't want me messing them up. Like, (laughs) they had a a box, and uh, I was like, dude, I want to, like, ollie up that thing. Like, 
try to skate it, whatever. And they're like, nah, dude, like, you, <laughs> you can't ollie. Like, you're going to chip up the box. And I was like, man, like, let me skate that thing. Damn. I love it. Oh, that's terrible, man. That's how you know you love it, man, when you stick around for five years, bro. <laughs> yeah. I had my brother, too. My brother skated, and we kind of just, like, we did everything together. That's sick. Yeah. Okay, but so what was the breaking point, though, where you actually learned how to ollie and, like, start to figure things out? Honestly, I don't even know how it started, like, happening. I literally sucked at skating for a long time. <laughs> like, I... Oh, shit. I remember learning how to kickflip, but I would have to, like, do a body varial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Classic. I couldn't, like, just straight kickflip. I would have to, like, kickflip and body varial, and I, like, landed it. <laughs> Were you and Mongo? I was just, like, blown away. Yeah, at first I was Mongo, too. Because I feel like a lot of people that start pushing Mongo have the kickflip body varial problem at the start, too. <laughs> Is that a thing? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was one of those kids. <laughs> Your body just wants to turn that way up. Yeah, every time, like, I was literally like, all right, dude, like, you're keeping your body straight this time. And then just do it and, like, I just land switch. And I, like, couldn't explain it. Oh, uh, uh, shit. But I lived in, like, Rosemead for a little bit, too, and still sucked at skating. And I moved from Rosemead to Glendora, and they had a skate park that was uh, kind of down the street from my house. So I would just, like, go skate there, and, like, I guess that's where it started to, like, pick up. Nice. It was just, like, going to that skate park. Uh, There's, like, cool street spots around that zone, too, that I would always try to skate. So Sick. So... After that, what would you consider to be your first big break into the skate industry? I was never, like, no one ever really did anything with me. Like, I had, a, like, footage and stuff. I got, like, a couple pairs of shoes from, like, Circa and Vans, but nothing really, anything. And then that one-in-a-million contest kind of helped out a lot. And I started getting stuff from Zero. Uh, I, would, I was getting... Vans, Spitfire, Thunder. Kind of got like linked in with all those dudes. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Jamie, has, I sent my footage into Jamie before One in a Million. And it was <laughs> the same footage that, <laughs> 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 that got me in there. So I don't know what was going on with that. Yeah, nobody does, man. Yeah, so that kind of like helped me get in like first yeah. big break, I guess. For sure no doubt yeah fuck obviously that was one of the most memorable one in a millions uh you were, it was the one with forest and mango and shit pretty epic crew looking back on it now a bunch of you guys had some have dope careers going what were like one or two of the best experiences and one or two of the worst from that whole shit the best experience was just like meeting all those dudes and skating with them Mark Whiteley is like such a rad dude. Joe Brooke, uh, Justin Carlson. A lot of the dudes that were like a part of it were just like rad people. And mm-hmm. it was cool just to be outside of like LA skating with like a whole different crew and stuff, being on a trip. Worst thing, probably hitting my head at full speed. Like I hit a pillar 
yeah. cracked my head open. Oof. And I still, like, I can remember, like, feeling it when I hit Ugh. the pillar. Because there's a bush right there, and I dove into the bush, and behind the bush was, like, a, a like, concrete pillar. Uh, Jesus but, Christ. I mean, that was probably the worst part. <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. What a fucking, like, crazy thing that they put together that ended up working out so well. And to see a bunch of guys actually succeed through the show is kind of dope, huh? Yeah, I mean, it was, like, kind of the perfect storm. Like, mm-hmm. just everything that happened. It was such a short period of time, too, when, like, all that stuff took place within, like, five days. Like, <laughs> just being an SF. Yeah, and it feels like it was so long. Like people think it was like we we're there for months or something. <laughs> like, I, like, dude, it was only five days. Like, that's uh, crazy. Yeah, and then all the stuff that happened after that's pretty cool. I mean, Nick Stain's on hockey. Yeah, like, yeah, shit, that's cool. Like, how how did you sign up for that? I didn't even like sign. Like my friend who had my footage, pretty much submitted it without like telling me. And then he hit me up and was just like, yo, I put your footage into this thing. And <laughs> now you're on a reality like, show. Yeah, well, I didn't even know what it was, really. And he submitted it, and then I ended up, like, getting in the finalists. And then I was just like, there's no way I'm going to, like, be on this thing. Just saw, like, the other people's footage and whatever, but I ended up making it on. Hell yeah. Was, it was cool. Do you think you would have had a similar career path without going on the show? Definitely not. Because like I said, it was like I had the same footage. <laughs> I had crazy, like, eh? yeah. I was the same skater that whole time. And no one, like, Vans didn't want anything to do with me. Zero didn't want anything to do with me. Uh, I remember Mike's, like, Donovan's dad, Anthony Piscopo, gave Mike Sinclair my tape, and he said no. <laughs> so it's just yeah. like, I mean, I don't know. Like, it's hard to say, but I, I don't think it would be the same. Yeah, yeah. maybe um, though. I don't know. It's hard to say. It did help, like, actually get my foot into the door with, like, some dudes, and then, yeah, I just kept skating, kept doing my thing. No doubt. So. I think one of the things that was the most captivating about your guys' squad was obviously Forrest Edwards. He made it like feel like such a real like uh, like reality TV show where there was the the kind of bad guy but who's so good. Like where some of the other ones, it's like everyone's you know getting along and stuff. It just there was something about those where I feel like everyone couldn't wait to see the next episode and just see like the the wildness of all your guys' relationships was it was pretty funny. It was like reality TV at its finest but with like mm-hmm. amazing skateboarding so with that said do you have a a funny or any forrest edwards story from back then that maybe the people wouldn't know i remember like because we stayed at double rock and like there's bunk beds whatever like everyone would sleep in bunk beds and forrest would sleep in the skate park where there's like this dirty couch just like in like on top of one of the ramps and dude this couch was filthy and he would sleep face down into the cushion (laughs) and i was like dude that is some wild like that couch was probably one of the it was just like a skater yeah, skate park like, couch. Yeah. Skate park couch. Like it was 
covered in dirt and like grease and that dude was just sleeping face down like in the cushion i was like dude, that is raw he's gnarly on and off the board man yeah he Jesus. dude that dude could skate yeah. yeah ain't no denying that man so fast forward a little bit you had a stint on zero but unlike donovan we didn't see you pop up in strange world what's the story there so i was that was, strange world was like before i got on or anything so donovan was on zero for a bit and he filmed like that little section and then after strange world came out i think the one in a million thing happened and they were filming for cold war when i was on zero Mm. so i was filming for a cold war part and basically was starting to stack up like pretty decent amount of footage and it came to a point where i wasn't i was like skating with donovan and donovan was skating like he left went to workshop and he was skating with like the workshop dudes and I was just like Donovan's who I skated with and I was starting to go out with like the workshop dudes, Benny, uh, the filmer, Ave and Dylan, those dudes. And I remember they were like talking about putting me on and just one day I got a call from Dill and he was just like, yo, you could ride for workshop, but you got to quit zero on your own terms. You can't like basically tell Jamie that you're quitting for workshop because they already like Donovan left zero Gilbert left mystery and oh, uh, shit. whatever. So they didn't want to like another guy be like, yeah, have another guy. And so I got the phone call and then I was just like, all right, <laughs> it's a no brainer for me. <laughs> and I literally called Jamie right after and was just like, yeah, I'm done and had no reasons like, I was just like, I just, whatever, I'm done. And he didn't get it, and he got really offended, and it was kind of like some bad blood for a bit, but... Oh, uh, Yeah, it was... I mean, Workshops was like, dude, Photosynthesis was my the first video I've ever had. Mm-hmm. I was such a fan where when that I got the call, I was just like, no-brainer. Yeah. And it's the guys you're skating with at the time. It makes it a lot easier, too. Yeah, I mean, it, I appreciate what Jamie did, and it's kind of like it sucks that I didn't have a reason, but there, I mean, there was a reason. It's just, you I just couldn't, couldn't tell. tell. <laughs> yeah. That's probably why he was so flustered and confused. He's like, he, yeah. he had to know there was some sort of reason, but to not be able to get it out of you probably drove him a little crazy. Yeah, I think so. So how long did you have to wait before like yeah that's making it public part. that you were on alien like <laughs> dude it was so uh, they would send me blank boards <laughs> and I would be like skating blank boards and like I just remember just like I was like damn this is like kind of it's kind of crazy like yeah even uh, Dylan Ave didn't want that chief smoke dude. <laughs> you're not putting a logos bro yeah it was just they were just like oh man like another one yeah (laughs) like you gotta you gotta do this on your own terms bud yeah okay shit oh so you you were stacking footage though 
yeah for cold war but that didn't end up going down yeah so i mean a few months before all that happened i had i was like i asked one of the dudes who films for zero to basically if i could see my footage like what it had so far and he sent like a low res file and i had it i saved it on my computer and so a couple months go by i get the call to ride for workshop quit zero uh i asked jamie for my footage and he didn't want to give it to me and of course i like was, i had the low res file <laughs> So, I mean, I like, I was like, all right, well, I have this. I just made a, like, a little video for the pawn shop, like, an edit with the stuff I had and just put it out there. Oh, sick. But, I mean, there there had to have been more footage I had that just will never see the light of day. Damn, I guess. Too many lost fucking files in the skate world, man. So many people we've had on over the years just have, like, all this footage that just never saw the light of day. It's unfortunate Mm -hmm. when that, like, the politics gets in the way of that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, it was a bummer. And really sucks how everything kind of, like, panned out in that way. But, I mean, whatever. I mean, yeah. There's Jamie the best. Yeah, Uh, for sure. He's doing his thing i'm doing my thing yeah it happens we're still here the skate world man every person for themselves at the end of the day man you got to do what's best for you yeah i mean i a hundred percent wouldn't be here today if i took that zero route yeah so hold on i just need to say this so i can edit it in after one more thing about the chief what's the story about when he said you deserved a bed after the session (laughs) <laughs> okay so we're in san francisco and uh i remember i might have i think i front blunted dolores hubba and got like some other stuff that day and we went back we we're like staying at the motel and on zero trips there, there's like five six people in a room and people oh, yeah. like share beds whatever like uh, I was sleeping on the floor all, the whole time, and Jamie's just like he was like laying in bed, and Jamie said, uh, <laughs> "He's like, hey man, you've been ripping all day. He's like, you deserve a bed. He cracked the sheets open <laughs> <laughs> to get in with him. Oh, shit! Come on, big boy, hop in here with me. Oh, oh man, that was God." I thought he was going to hook you up with your own. <laughs> yeah, so he would, like, crack the sheets. He's like, hop in. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, that's all time, you know? Oh, yeah, shit. I ended up sleeping on the floor regardless, but yeah. <laughs> that was hilarious. Dude, that, that's too good, man. Woo! Yeah. More than half of all Palestinians living in the occupied territories are under 21 years old. Yet for many young people across the West Bank and Gaza, cultural, educational, and sporting opportunities are severely limited. 
SkatePal has built three skate parks in Palestine and are on their way to building a fourth. Skateboarding doesn't only give the youth of Palestine an activity, it also has the potential to dissolve barriers between class, race, age, and gender. If you want to support SkatePal, you can visit their website, skatepal.co.uk, or purchase their watch from chpobrand.com. 100% of the profits will be donated. CHPO Brand, as always, doing it for the people. So clearly, you go hard as fuck to get clips, true blue-collar approach to skating, but how many times have you pissed blood? due to the injuries man i don't it's kind of weird like i know i've it's happened to me a few times and it's mostly from like repeatedly jumping down or mm. like hitting my back i don't know if it's from like repeatedly jumping or like hit landing on my back all the time but yeah i'll like piss blood uh after like a really brutal session oh. mostly just jumping down stuff so you just like the first piss after skating, you piss blood, and then it goes back to regular piss? Yeah, I kind of, like, forget. Like, I'm just, like, hobbling over to take a leak and then, like, <laughs> look down, and then my oh. the piss is just, like, dark brown or red. And I'm just oh, like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I don't, like, I've kind of gotten used to it. At first, I was just like, damn, like. That's fucked. I wonder if I, like, did something to my kidneys or whatever, but. Yeah. I've been. I'm fine. Damn. True blue Fuck collar man, shredder, man. man. That's when you deserve to hop in. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> deserve that bad. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Uh, fast forward a bit. You're on Alien. But you end up getting on at the tail end of, like, the minefield era, you know, a bit after Donovan. Um, but how how sick was just that, even though it was kind of brief, how sick and, like, fun was that? period of riding for your dream brand with like all these legendary teammates uh dude it was like a dream uh and then working with benny too like the start of that was just awesome but i mean dude the like ave dill dylan like all those dudes i was just like almost in like shock every time I would just like see Dylan just like hanging out at like the old park and you're just like damn that's like Dylan Reed <laughs> yeah like Ave and Dill skating with them and it was cool I don't think we didn't really do that many trips though I think when I was on it was mostly like you said the tail end Mm -hmm. And uh, when those two, Ave and Dill left, kind of like it got a little weird. We did like one trip after they left, and it was like Dylan and uh, like Grant. Yeah, I forgot Grant Taylor. Yeah, too. so like, sick. That's crazy. And you, so crazy. you keep mentioning these guys, but I always heard that you only wanted to ride for Alien because of Deer Dick Barra and Mikey Taylor. <laughs> I think Mikey Taylor got kicked off <laughs> when I like got on and he was so salty. <laughs> like, <laughs> they gave him the boot and I mean I don't even I didn't really know the dude but they're just like all right you're out. <laughs> <laughs> like 
he was pretty bummed. Mike, he's doing his own thing. I don't think he even cares. Yeah, he's definitely doing his own thing now. Yeah. So you dropped a heavy life splicing part, and things seem to be on the up and up for yourself and Alien. How fun was it filming for that project? It was awesome, man. Like, skating... Benny used to live in uh, Pacifica, which is, like, kind of right next to SF. And I would go stay at his house, and we would just go skating around, like, up north. Uh, He would come down to L.A., and we would, like, skate then, too. It was just... It was cool to just have, like, a project that for something I was, like, I really liked the company and I was Mm -hmm. just like stoked on the way Benny works with the videos and like we probably filmed that whole part in maybe six to eight months damn Damn. it was kind of quick and I was like I wanted to work on it still but Benny was like now let's just that's it let's put it out so it was kind of it was a little short but I was proud I was pretty proud of to put that out dude that that's a serious part man. so sick that whole series yeah, was, was amazing yeah the life splicings were just cool to cool to watch mm-hmm. like the cereal yeah had a really gnarly one so sick it's crazy because i felt like that was still like a really good era but yeah next thing you know the team starts to disperse we heard donovan's perspective on it but what was it like for you like you get on this epic brand you drop the life splicing but then yeah all of a sudden it's just Everyone's quitting left, right, and center. What was that like for you? I mean, we did. So when they left, I didn't even know. I remember I was on a Vans trip, I think, to, like, Kansas or uh, Nashville or something. And I got off the plane, I saw it, and I was just like, what? (laughs) (laughs) I, like, didn't even know. And I, uh, I hit him up, and then I talked to Abe, and he just said, yeah, he's out and doing his own thing and i mean i understand because they didn't really have any they were just like writers for workshop you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, they weren't part owners or whatever it just made sense for them to do their own thing and we did like a last hurrah trip like i said in ohio it was like that tour ohio video and everyone like seemed to be pretty good spirits i mean we still had like grant taylor uh omar dylan like the trip was fun and after that trip i think dylan quit and then after that grant quit and then i was just like all right it's (laughs) it's fucked yeah when you lose dylan and grant it's done yeah Yeah. (laughs) so fuck so eventually you guys make the move over to hockey and get it started you and donovan Drop the hockey yeah. shared part to kick things off, and it's incredible what the company's become over the years. But back then, were you a little bit nervous to have a little bit of a pressure on on the both of you to start the company? I mean, I when I found out that they wanted to do that, I was kind of excited. But mm-hmm. I was filming for Vance Propeller at the time too, and uh, I was basically just going out with like Greg. Greg Hunt and Cody filming that way. So I already had a lot of footage. And technically, I pulled out of the 
band's propeller video because I started to ride for Nike and mm. that footage was used towards hockey. So I already had like okay. some pretty decent stuff for hockey. And uh, it was like the company was just based around Donovan and I at the time. And I was kind of like, it's cool. But at the same time, I'm just like, man, like how long could we possibly keep that going? You know, yeah. like that's a kind of a lot of pressure. Yeah, exactly. And, like, I'm glad that they put people on and like started to evolve the company and everything. But I mean, it just all happened like naturally, I guess, like there wasn't anything forced or uh, it wasn't like too scary per se. Cause I mean, it was like, it started out really small mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it grew. It wasn't like a huge project. Like we were doing some really small board runs and whatever. I thought hockey was kind of a bad name. <laughs> for a company at first and like i was just like dude this is not gonna work yeah. <laughs> but it all it worked out you know like yeah i like it now i think it's rad benny does like the best job just making everything putting together the videos and i'm stoked i'm proud to be a part of it oh yeah uh, that's what's up yeah i definitely remember when it first hearing the name too back then i was like i don't know about that one but you know, over time it just grows on you. And now I'm like, it's just, yeah, it's sick. Yeah. It kind of, it grew on me for sure too. They're thinking about calling it hockey fight at first. <laughs> and I was like, it made more sense to call it that than hockey. And then they, it was like hockey eyes without a face because I think just hockey is a big season desist. <laughs> so it's just like, Oh yeah. You need a little something else. Yeah, so it's hockey's hockey eyes without a face. It's an actual brand. That's one of those things where you just put the faith in Ave and Dill, and you're like, these guys know what they're doing, man. It's gonna work out, you know. Yeah, Benny too had like a huge part in just everything, uh, getting it going. It was like him and Dill kind of working at first, and. FA being like successful helped out a lot too, just because like their brand was doing well and they had like a pretty successful, I would say, from the start. Just For everyone sure. was stoked on it. Mm -hmm. We asked Donovan this, but did you ever ask Dill or was there any like part of you that wanted to ride for FA before hockey came up? No, not really. I mean, I remember Dill telling me that they, he was like, pretty much saying he would put the whole workshop team on FA, but he doesn't want it to be like a secondary workshop. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I kind of was like, never really had that idea. And then when they said hockey, it just made more sense to have something else. Right. And just honored to be a part of something new and have like a company built around what Donovan and I were doing. Yeah, that's huge so sick as hockey's growing and you're adding guys to the team a few years back i'm not sure exactly when but you tear your acl which ended up becoming a recurring injury can you take us through that and kind of the long road to recovery with that one and the multiple tears 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I tore, the first time I tore my ACL, I was in London, and I think it was like 2015, but yeah, it was like, it was tough just because I never really experienced an injury like that. Like, I tore my ACL and meniscus, and then I kind of, like, didn't go to the doctor for maybe, like, a good couple months, and I was trying to just, like, get it better. I was skating on it, and it was, like, really pretty brutal. And um, I just, Donovan and I just turned pro, and I found out on the trip that we turned pro that my ACL was torn, and I got surgery and pretty much did the whole, tried to do the whole rehab thing, started drinking heavily, and it was just kind of like a downward spiral from there. Fuck. My knee got a staph infection. Oh, fuck. Like I was, I had that for a good seven months and I kind of didn't take care of it. And I was skating and my knee was like literally killing, like on fire. Fuck. And it got to a point where I was like, this ain't right. Like mm-hmm. went back to the doctor, uh, my meniscus was torn. So he was like, all right, we're just gonna cut it out. And then when he went to open it up, I guess it was just like pus shot out oh. and he had to do like an emergency clean out and everything. He was like kind of shocked that like I had staph infection in there for so long. Yeah. And then after that, like my ACL tore again instantly after I recovered from that. Oh my God. And skated for a, maybe a year and a half or so after that one. And then it tore again. And Jesus Christ. So how many in total? I've had five knee surgeries on oh, on my right knee. In seven years. Yeah, kind of less than that, like five years. And then Holy. Uh, throughout those five years, it was pretty miserable. Like it got kind of dark just for sure. drinking and yeah. all that stuff. But I got sober and started taking like physical therapy serious and this time around it's been good like just skating and everything in general life is a lot better fuck yeah man how old are you now i'm 31 31 still a young buck man so how are you feeling on the board these days uh feel good it's definitely different but i get sore like my knee gets sore obviously a lot faster it's gets stiff and stuff so i kind of i take it day by day like see how i feel whatever but i mean i'm like skating well for everything that's happened and i'm trying to push it more and like actually jumping down stuff so i'm i'm happy where i'm at right now fucking right man for the first time in five years like i'm actually skating the way i kind of want to skate dude that's amazing to hear fucking it sounds like a miserable five years. Fucking first you sucked at skating for five years and then five years of knee surgeries. Oh. Like, <laughs> that's like, no, seriously, yeah. though, that's like a lot of time to fucking be on the shelf like that. 
happy to hear you're mm-hmm. fucking back on point and feeling good man but just be careful no need to kill yourself till you're pissing blood these days man take it slow <laughs> i mean i I pissed blood last week. Oh, oh no. Fuck. <laughs> you can't help him. He's so, back. Man. He's back, ladies and gentlemen. It's, it's a good thing. You know, that means I'm out there. You're pushing <laughs> it. Getting it. Yeah. God damn. Love that. All right, John, courtesy of your boy Jake, hooked us up with a few stories. So, going to run a little story time. Shout out to Jake. First one we heard you used to work at the Staples Center back in the day when you were a young buck. Now the crypto.com arena. <laughs> What's the story about a potential run-in with the big cactus, aka Diesel, aka the big Aristotle, aka Shaquille O'Neal, man? What's the story there? Oh, uh, when Shaq almost ran me over. <laughs> <laughs> so I would Yeah, I worked at Staples Center and I was put out on like in front they had an entrance underneath the staple center that like where the celebrities park yeah, where, yeah like the players park and every single car that runs through has to get checked for bombs or like whatever <laughs> yeah uh so it's like standard procedure like i was the dude stopping like in the middle of the street stopping cars whatever like you they have like you have like earpiece in they're just like all right like someone's pulling up uh go ahead stop them (laughs) and so i hear all right Shaq's pulling up he's like go ahead john get out there and stop him so i'm like in the (laughs) middle of the street and dude it's just this big suv like all tinted out and they're not stopping they're like (laughs) I'm sitting there and like I hear the throttle go and dude that thing just starts flying towards me and I just full on jumped out of the way no. like dove no. and Shaq just like flies by me and he goes under the stable center and they're all like screaming like Shaq breached Shaq breached Shaq breached the building and like I'm like sitting there like I got up off the ground and I was just like, dude, I almost just died right now. Like Shaq almost ran me over. And then I was like Holy thinking, shit. like, that might have not have been a bad thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I would have been taken care of You've the rest of rich. my life. <laughs> yeah. Dude, if I would have just taken reached. that. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, if you survived though in this fucking Shaq's SUV. Oh fuck. my god. Dude, that's crazy. Uh any other run ins with celebrities or players while you're working there? So I have a funny one too with Mike Carroll. Oh, so Mike Carroll and his, I think it was like his girlfriend, maybe like wife now or at the time, but I was probably the worst dude that worked there. Like I didn't know where anything was. (laughs) I got the job because my cousin worked there and he just like, was just like, you want a job? And I was like, yeah. So I was literally the worst dude. Like, didn't know what was going on. I, like, was just walk walking around, and Mike Carroll comes up to me, and his, like, girlfriend or comes up and asks me, like, 
hey, where are these seats? And I just like, I'm looking at her and I was just like, I don't know. And they're like, oh my God, you don't know. And I was like, no. <laughs> and like, dude, they were so pissed and they just like, were like, just turned around, like walked away. And I was like, damn, that was my Carol. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, but that's it, too good. They were pissed. But yo, how, yeah. how old were you at that time? Uh, 18. How the hell do they have an 18 year old on like bomb check patrol? Like, what the f- <laughs> I mean, it, like, I was just the dude stopping cars, right? Okay. You just stopped, yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude, uh, that's so funny. Shaq, yeah, breached. Shaq breached. Did you ever have to stop <laughs> my main man, uh, Kobe? I s- would see Kobe, like, they put dude, they would put me at this elevator called elevator two and it was like downstairs where no one goes and it's just like because i was like the worst dude they're just like all right put john at like elevator two because you just stand there for like 10 hours and literally do nothing so it was the work like you had to stand you couldn't lean up against the wall like no one's around but sometimes occasionally i would see like i saw kobe and his wife walking and i was like oh damn like that's kind of cool but I'm, yeah, yeah. I was like few and far between so <laughs> that's funny man that's a legendary old job to have man <laughs> yeah yeah it was it was actually pretty funny kind of not set out for that job <laughs> <laughs> can you tell us about the time you stayed at john mata's when you were 14 or 15 years old Oh, this is another good one. <laughs> Jake's just bringing out all the classics right now. <laughs> so my friend Alex knew John Mata, I guess, and he asked if he could like go out there, like stay with him, whatever, and we can like go skating out there in Phoenix. And so he like asked me to go with him. So I was like, all right, and. We ended up going out there and staying at John Mata's dad's house and his dad wasn't home and it was just an empty house and we were just there and John wasn't, he was like staying at his mom's house. He was like, <laughs> like, we didn't really see him that much. And one, like, I don't know, we were like skating for like a couple days. Like we'd go back to his dad's house and one day uh John Mata's dad I guess came home early and didn't know that we were staying there <laughs> and uh so this dude Alex and I we open the front door and we see his dad just like on the couch like eating a grapefruit cup watching TV <laughs> and he like looks at us he's like what the fuck <laughs> like, <laughs> we we're just like uh like luckily the dude was like a good talker because like i don't know what to say like i was like a kid <laughs> yeah. whatever but he was just like oh he's like we're john's friends he like told us we could stay here and the dude's just like he's like what are you guys doing in my house like <laughs> <laughs> it's just like the most awkward thing and i just remember him like eating a grapefruit cup and his face was just in pure shock <laughs> like he turned like pale <laughs> like we were like breaking into his home oh my god uh, damn so it was pretty funny and yeah we ended up like 
sleeping in the garage while he was there <laughs> which was so weird yeah why would <laughs> you just go to his mom's I don't, that's wild i don't i don't know maybe he like i don't know oh it's sick that he let that's you stay funny. in the garage at least fuck yeah <laughs> yeah it was the whole ordeal was really weird and <laughs> it was odd yeah it was strange and kind of uncomfortable but it's pretty funny oh, shout out to john moda um what's the story behind the gummy straws in chinatown there's like these asian candies that were like came in huge buckets in <laughs> chinatown and when we would go skating i would like literally make it a mission to go get a bucket of them <laughs> and, but i could like they're like little jelly straws and uh I literally could snort them through my nose and oh. shoot them out of my mouth. It was like absolutely disgusting, but I was like a kid and I like, it was like a hat trick I would do. I think Jake was shocked. Maybe that's why he's saying it. Oh, it's disgusting, man. But we were, yeah, Chinatown was awesome. Like I knew I had like all the, the spots on lock where i could get fireworks and like tasers and switchblades and stuff like fun little kid kid stuff and when you're a kid that's what chinatown's for man yeah it's just you had your spots yeah we heard you used to get down with the ponies any big wins down at the santa anita racetrack back in the day yeah i mean i i loved the ponies (laughs) Uh, there was a period where I was going to Santa Anita racetrack literally every time they had a race, which was like damn Friday, Saturday, Sunday. The race season would start, and I would literally be there every single day. Oh, and no. Like, I had some pretty crazy, <laughs> crazy times there where, yeah, it was it was bad. I like knew all the jockeys. I knew the horses. Oh God! <laughs> like I knew, I was so good at handicapping horses. It was pretty insane. But I lost a lot of money. But I did win like a couple, pretty big. That's sick. <laughs> pretty big chunk of money. Like a couple. I think the most I won was two grand on probably like a fifty dollar bet or something. Damn, Damn, that ain't bad at all. Yeah, like, that was a good day. (laughs) (laughs) But overall, you think you came out underwater? In the red? Oh, dude, yeah, for sure. There's no way. (laughs) I was there every day. Like, and, I mean, I wouldn't win every race. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. For sure blew a lot of money at that place. Yeah, if you're buying food and fucking drinks, too, on top of it. Hard to come out in the green. So getting back to skating a little bit, can you take us behind the scenes on your epic front board on Hollywood Boulevard? The curved rail? Yeah. The one that goes into the ground? The rounded one, yeah. Yeah, like I knew I always wanted to skate that rail, and one day we just like hit up Greg and Cody and was just like, all right, let's go do it. And I was trying it, and... Like, I was getting close, and then I broke my board. And Ave was there, and he had... I didn't have an extra board, I don't think. But Workshop would send me these, like, boards that were, like, longer than normal. 
like it was like a sector nine board almost <laughs> like it was kind of uncomfortable to ride so i was like used to these long boards and ave gave me his board and he has a shorter wheelbase like a custom board Hawk. that he, a shape he had on workshop that was like shorter mm-hmm. so and it was like 825 or whatever it was just a small board and i was just like all right well i guess i'll just try it on his board and was just so freaked out of trying it again but like i ended up doing it on his board and riding it away which was like a miracle i literally Damn. thought my foot was going to go over the nose and i was just gonna like <laughs> run out of board it. yeah but yeah that was kind of a it was a cool day i think it the rail just looks like it looks sick yeah yeah it's just an epic looking spot mm-hmm. yeah super dope man i i drove past that thing for the first time so i got to peep it in person it's a it's not mellow that's for sure it's a gnarly one yeah they like bent in too like as i was on it i could feel it like roller coaster down which was like <laughs> oh i don't know i probably i weigh like 200 pounds so i was like when i was sliding down it was just like going <laughs> yeah like a roller coaster pressure on it yeah it literally was like bending <clears throat> bending down can you tell us about your board slide on that double kink if i'm not mistaken i think it's the one shane cross 50 oh in barcelona yeah looked like it felt hella good how was that such that whole barcelona trip was probably the craziest trip i've ever been on in my life just because <laughs> it was like jason dill uh and mike o'mealy who are like two like kind of they were butting heads let's just like, <laughs> pretty gnarly yeah and yeah. we made the best of that trip but we went to that <laughs> rail and i was trying to board slide it and it was just it didn't feel like that good to me like the kink felt a little harsh but I th- it was because i was like on the side of it and then mm. i locked in one on accident and like just kind of took it and that was like the one i did so i was pretty stoked that oh it damn went down like that it was like total it was one of those ones where you're like in it and it's just like all right well i ain't bailing this like, <laughs> yeah I'm like riding this thing out. So <laughs> that was a bless hammer. So what's next for John Fitzgerald, man? Uh, just filming, working on stuff for hockey. I don't know. I'm just keeping busy. I don't really like to just sit around. I like to keep working on stuff. So I mean, yeah. Hopefully, just have put out a couple more parts and enjoy what I have left in skating. Hell yeah, man. Yo, 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 it's Rapid Fire with the Ghost, and this week it's an honor to be brought to you by the one and only Spitfire Wheels, keeping the underground lit. Nothing more needs to be said. All right, John, you know what time it is, little Rapid Fire. You get me. You ready? Hit me. <laughs> Favorite skater? Wade Spire. Favorite video? Side Unseen. Favorite video part? Heath's part in Side Unseen. Favorite style? 
Sean Sheffy. Which skater had the biggest influence on the way you skate? I'd say Sheffy, Wade Spire, Brian Anderson. Most talented skateboarder on planet Earth. You know, I've seen Ishad skate, like, do some ridiculous stuff very casually, so I'm going to go with him. Favorite trick? Smith grinds on coping. Hardest trick for you? Switch tray flip. Oh, damn. You're, you're banned from the show, man. You're banned. That's it. Honestly, if I ever <laughs> land one, I will tell you guys. <laughs> Send us the clip. Hell yeah. Most illegal trick? Uh, I would say body varials. <laughs> when people were grinding rails and then body varialing to like switch grind, I was just, <laughs> oh my God, I didn't get it. <laughs> I'd say that's pretty illegal. Uh, hell yeah. Favorite clip you've ever gotten? Maybe the ollie over the rail in sun valley it's like that 10 stair rail the, oh straight on one that you yeah, did the straight over because it was like i remembered that one the most because it was like record-breaking heat that oh, week shit. and we were like out there trying it and i swear it was 118 degrees and i was there for damn. like four hours just beating myself, yeah, and then damn. I actually did it, and I was like, wow, let's go home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can see the relief on your face, and your shirt is definitely sweated out. The My shirt was like, I was sweated through it, and then it was drying because it was so hot. Like, <laughs> kind of like I remember hitting, when I would hit lay on the like concrete, it would just burn. <laughs> like i would just oh, peel myself God. off and like walk back up <laughs> damn man what's the worst trend you've been a part of maybe slappies no oh. <laughs> i've taken part in some slappies <laughs> what's the gnarliest trick you've ever witnessed i mean i've seen donovan pull some crazy stuff out of nowhere not like the gnarliest but it was just like kind of mind-blowing just to like see him do something i've never seen him do like really good i've seen him switch flip over a table first try out of nowhere and i was like Damn. i've never seen him switch flip and i was just like wow <laughs> he just did that like That's that was insane. pretty incredible That's sick what's the one trick that got away i tried to 5-0 this hubba in Montebello that Jeremy Ray grinded. It was like, it's kind of like a ridiculous spot, but I tried to 5-0 it and I really wanted to do it. And I like literally busted my hand, uh, like from flat palming because the drop was like kind of crazy. Oh, damn. What's the biggest bunt you've ever witnessed? The biggest bunt I've ever witnessed might have been myself claiming to back nose grind this one hubba that was in my hometown. I just never did it for years. What's the last new trick you learned? Uh, Nolly front salad. Oh, oh. sick. Throwback. Yeah, yeah, Scott Kane inspired. Yeah. Dream job after skating. Staples Center. <laughs> elevator two yeah just catch me at elevator two <laughs> favorite local brand 
Bubs and Grandma's bread. They make a mean sourdough. <laughs> Favorite local skater? Donovan. Favorite teammate ever? Ave, Andrew, Allen, Donovan. I like everyone on hockey. <laughs> Worst teammate ever? Cody Green, who's a filmer, is the gnarliest snorer of all time. <laughs> He's like notorious. And no one shares a room with him because of it. So usually, like, I have earplugs in, so I'll, whatever, I'll, I'll room with him <laughs> sometimes. Worst company? You know, I really hated the rip and dip cat for a long time. Oh! The one that, like, flips you off, it would anger yes. me at the side of it. <laughs> <laughs> Worst trend? The whole StockX thing is kind of weird. <laughs> worst style uh i would just say slow ledge lines are kind of hard to watch <laughs> last person you want on the sesh last dude i want on the sesh is a security guard or police officer kicking you out <laughs> <laughs> all right john that's gonna wrap up our interview man can't thank you enough for stopping by and doing this with us, man. Yeah, no, thank you guys. Cool to be here. Hell yeah, bro. So thank you again. Looking forward to your next parts and glad you're healthy and back on the board, man. Keep it going. It is going to be hard to top last week's post office but man we gonna give it a shot this is the post office brought to you by the one and only dicky skateboarding quality workwear since 1922 from the work site to the streets ain't nobody keep you fitted like dickies all right ghost who we got up first you've got mail all right man first up we got an email from eli katz backside nut pinch on occasion when i do backside 180 i pinch my nuts between my legs this gets me thinking about <laughs> why this only happens with backside 180s and not frontside i think it's because when you turn frontside your momentum is swinging your nuts away from your body away from harm when you jump and turn backside your momentum is swinging them back into the gooch inner thigh area i know you guys are getting older and your balls must be hanging lower than ever <laughs> do you ever experience the backside nut pinch or am i alone I am simply trying to spread awareness of this issue in the skate in the skate community. Thanks for the barn burners this season and shout out to my guy, Bobby, who is listening right now on his Great American Skate Road Trip. So much love from Flagstaff, Arizona. Eli Katz, man, I don't think you're alone in this. Definitely everyone's experienced a nut pinch now and then. And you're right, backside more than frontside. But... Uh, I just go briefs over boxers, baby. I keep them real close. Like you said, they're hanging low. They're old. So uh, put on some put on some briefs and you tighten up your situation a little bit, man. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I don't really pinch my nuts very often, though. But it's funny. When I read this email the other day, I actually pinched them at Skate Loft, and it made me think of uh, the homie Eli. <laughs> All right. Next up, we've got an email from... Archie Gallagher, yes, yes, ghost and D jokes, what you saying? Emailing from Cambridge in the UK, wanted to get the boys' opinion on skating pools and skate park bowls 
feels like a very underrated section of skating with heavy skaters going under the radar. Also, have you seen the Hop King skaters from the UK? Would love to get your opinion on Jamie Griffin's bag of tricks. Big shouts and love the pod. And big up to Saffron Walden Skate Park and Jay Green Cruise. Safe boys, Archie. Uh, our opinions on skating pools and skate park bowls that shit's gnarly as fuck all respect uh i ain't got i ain't got that in my bag so i just appreciate it from the sidelines you dig absolutely i think our whole squad growing up lacked the transition area of skating one trick comes to mind though is when ben hit the tail stall on uh, the big wall at vanderhoof it's a monumental moment in our cruise transition skating man (laughs) heavy heavy things uh not familiar with that homie though we'll have to check him out all right next up we got an email from daniel what's up bunk gang happy to see y'all back on the air i got a debate i need settled a friend and i were arguing over a trick name i'm calling y'all to settle this here are some facts you approach the ledge backside you pop fakie you turn fakie frontside and you land with your nose on the ledge if you did this trick nolly it would be called a nolly back tail slide what do you call this trick fakie frontside no slide or fakie backside no slide <laughs> thanks daniel man i think we're gonna take the same simple approach with this one it's gonna be a Frontside half cap front nose, man. Easy. With that title, you know exactly what I'm telling you, man. There's no discrepancy of what that trick can be. I know. I love how the homie Daniel gives us two options that neither of us actually use. Fakey frontside, no slide. Sounds like a fakey ollie to like back tail, as in like yeah. an ollie front nose, but fakey. Or fakey backside, no slide just sounds ridiculous. <laughs> Fakey backside nose slide would be half cab nose slide, right? I guess because yeah. it's a backside nose. Yeah, I call them yeah. frontside half cab noses just because, like Donald said, you just want it to be clear. Like I don't really care uh, if it's technically right. I just when I say the trick's name, I want you to visualize the right trick and know what I'm talking about. So a frontside half cab, you already know what it is, and then you say nose, you know what the fuck it is. The Simple. path of least resistance. You and your friends are dead wrong. Frontside <laughs> half cap, front nose. Both those options, man. Yeah, Donald's Can't is even more clear. It. I say frontside half cap nose. I'm sure you get the point. But if you say frontside half cap, front nose, like, yeah, it is what it is. It's clear. It's evident, boys. Get your Thank shit you together. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next up, we got an email from Matt Attack. What's up, Bunt Gang? Huge fan of the podcast as I've been regularly listening to what you guys bring for the people. Just wanted to see your opinion on graffiti and skateboarding. What's your hot take on it and its influence on the skate culture at large? Is it an ego boost to get up as well as land a trick you've been battling in your mind or is it a lifestyle? P.S. Shout out Guy Mariano and fellow Canadian Bunt alumni Tony Ferguson. Please try to get Guy and one of the female masterminds behind the scenes for the Crail Tap family on the pod. Peace and love. I have no experience in the graffiti game, man. I have lit actually zero. I remember one time I was at the Dumbat Pool and Justin David was trying to explain to me some 
graffiti beef that was going on in the city and i was like <laughs> how does this shit make any sense man ain't there enough walls for everyone bro <laughs> yeah i have no idea either can't really comment i remember when i was living in calgary for a bit like tyler warren and shit were trying to kind of explain it to me and uh yeah it went over my head but um yeah it's cool <laughs> but uh we literally never got into it so can't really speak to it thanks for the email all right next up steve g what up bunters firstly i gotta say thank you your pod got me through some tough times these past years and hearing safe as uk lingo always cracks me up oi still <laughs> let's get the food bruv but anyway <laughs> Back when I was a youth, I always used to bust 360 inward heels at the park, and I thought that shit looked hot as fuck. Fast forward a few years, and man, sitting here, embarrassed at that ugly ass hot guff I was putting down. <laughs> My question is, what illegal tricks did you used to throw down with confidence before seeing the light and realizing that shit was whack as fuck? <laughs> Damn, 360 uh, inward heel is disgusting, but how do you even do that though we're, we're glad you you grew up and came to your senses steve g yes sir um this is an easy one for me man nolly smith grind did that shit on td handicap bro thought i was fucking nice with it and uh looking back I'm like, fuck me dog where were the homies back then to help me out uh and then i did used to do um what's that good one? Oh, nose manny front shove to manny but i would have barely even nose manny you know so i just like got in bang boom to manny hold the manny and i'm out <clears throat> yeah man there's too many to count from back in those days i feel like the tail end of my kookiness was documented in my uh shred rail i did like a shred rail montage i think it's on youtube still it's like shred safe uh shred rail 2 it was the second one i made and i broke out a pop shove smith in that down the rail it was fucking tragic uh i used to nollie smith nollie backsmith that rail too feeling tech but uh yeah, at some point we all saw the light man shout out brian wenning for uh, amazing trick selection and forcing us to rethink our own bags yes sir all right next up we've got an email from nathan Good day to you, Bunt Boys. Short and sweet. Let's get to the point. I got two questions for y'all. Imagine this. You're not going to be any younger. Now's the time to start milking it. That is literally what we're going through right now. Uh, tomorrow, all of these brands offer the two of you a sponsorship. Straight money in the bank, three-year deal type sponsorship. Jamie Foy's Red Bull hat on all times type sponsorship. These are our options. Crypto.com. Nickelodeon, Colgate, Petro Canada. Which one do you choose to ride for? But Donald chooses for the ghost and vice versa. And my second question, if you could choose one sports legend to be included as the newest team member of these current skate teams, who would it be and why? One pick for each of the three, the Baker team, the Antihero team, and the Palace team. Good luck. Uh, easy question, number one. It's crypto.com for the ghost. Not only does it hold ties to Lakers, but the the ghost loves himself some crypto, man. So I, I don't even think he would mind rocking the gear, to be honest with you. <laughs> uh, but I'm not a fan of the crypto.com exchange. But uh, I mean, if they were going to hook up, <laughs> if they were going to hook up some some crypto, I'd just shoot that over to fucking Wu X real quick. You feel me? Um, 
<clears throat> for Dono, shit, man. Y'all know what it is out in these streets. I- I'm sure Dono would love some like kids movies and shit. Um, for the little guy, and toothpaste is is definitely helpful. But the the most bang for your buck these days, I gotta get my oh, man. Thank God. Some some gas for free, man. Are you kidding oh, me? Please. Gas dude. prices these days, and you can load up on some snacks. Oh shit! Holy man. fuck! I thought you were gonna set me up with kids movies. Nah, here. hell nah, like, hell nah. Give me the fuel, bro. <laughs> Shit. That's light work. Petro Canada. I'll be rocking that with fucking pride at these prices. Man. <laughs> Don't worry. I'll be filling up those uh, those jerry cans for everybody, eh? <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Those are those uh, two easy choices. Yeah. Who the fuck's picking and, Nickelodeon and, or Colgate? What the fuck? <laughs> hey, let me get a fresh box of toothpaste. <laughs> Uh, sports legends would be included as the newest team member of the current skate teams. What sports guy would you put on the Baker team, man? He'd have to have a little bit of grit to him, eh? Yeah. Um, I could see. Uh, I mean, obviously, any answer is going to sound ridiculous, but let's put Gardner Minshew on there. I feel like he's got that grit. He likes the big handshakes with his dad. You know, they get down, shake John Baker two times for you. So Gardner Minshew going to Baker, man. I like that. I like that. Um, Annie Hero. Shit. Um, this one's going to sound random as fuck, but I'm going to go with John Morant just because of his whole... Uh, <laughs> His whole thing is the dark side, right? So he, I feel like he, him and the Grizzlies, they all kind of, they're acting like villains this year and they're loving it. And it just goes with anti, like he's like an anti hero in the NBA. Sort of. I like that, man. Yeah. And then Palace, we could both pick one for Palace. Let's put uh, the young Phil Foden over on Palace, man. Nice uh, English lad, Manchester City star. Phil Foden. The only soccer player whose name I know these days is Mbappe. So let's throw that young Steezy man on there too. Dude, slag him out. That's dope. All right, next up, we got a voice note from James Wark. Let's take a listen. Doing fellas, coming at you live from a shack somewhere in Melbourne. Not a Melbourne, as you fucking goofy ass North Americans like to pronounce it. But uh, just listen to the episode with Grady Smith. It was good. And his, uh, his Graham at fucking Weef. It's fucking hilarious. It's making me uh, reignite my love for people whose Graham usernames are not just derived from their actual name. It's just wondering if you guys had in your had a favorite skater or someone in your friend group who had a fucking class Instagram at. For me, I got a shout out, Aussie underground legend, Jono Halchenko, on Graham as, I think it's like underscore spliff cheese 666. That's fucking gold. Anyway, love the pod, fellas. Keep it up. Cheers. Oh, that's dope, man. That's a good question. I feel like when Instagram was a little newer, everyone had their, had their ads a little bit different, man. Even me, but then... Shit, then your fucking family starts pulling up on there and you got kids and you can't be Donkron anymore, though. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, the first one that comes to mind for me, uh, I like, yo, Weary switched his up. 
so Weary had his son um, this past year, and he changed his name to Jean Claude Van Dad, and uh, I, I love that. Uh, shout out to Brian Weary, Canadian legend. Come on the pod, you fucking bunter. Um, this one is like one that was recently had to switch back, obviously for sponsorship reasons. But Will Marsh was definitely putting it out there on the line with at Raging Pervert for a long time. <laughs> I'm sure that was holding them back on a couple deals with DC, so had to switch it up. He's Will Marsh now, but that one definitely was uh, probably testing sponsors' patience. Oh, for sure, that was classic. And uh, oh my god. Tyler Warren's. I won't. I can't even say it anymore. It's 2022. But remember Tyler Warren's old one. Oh, what was it again? I'll just say the first part. Kook. I still forget. It was it. Kook something. What? I'll tell you after. <laughs> it's funny how it wasn't even that long ago that that was just kind of accepted. Raging pervert and kook, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. It's wild out there. All right. Next up, we've got an email from Skate666. What's up, Bunt? I'm a 31-year-old Japanese longtime listener enjoying every episode and improving my English listening skills. Hey, um, what the fuck is Switch Mongo? How is it acceptable? Shit should be the most illegal trick, isn't it? Gunshot, gunshot. I was pushing Mongo when I started skating and everyone told me to stop, so I did. And no Mongo on any stance now. I don't care people pushing Mongo, but the question is why people like it just because it's Switch or quite possibly just because their favorite skater does it. What about Switch Mall Grab? Give me your opinions. I may start Switch Mongo pushing. Just kidding. Thank you guys for being straight up and entertaining. I'll try voice memo next time when I get more confidence. P.S. Shout out to my man, Ethan Craig. Love y'all. Oh man, we would absolutely love a voice note from me. Skate Triple Six, hit us up. Uh, Switch Mongo, why does it get a pass sometimes? Because you got to hit it with that power, man. And when you hit it with that power, some real style comes out. And you just think of guys like Tiago and uh, TX who have done some real good ones over over their time. And they're just A-class skaters. And when you're an A-class skater, you can get away with anything, man. Stevie Williams, one of the, the best ones in the game. But yo, an underrated one that I absolutely love, where like I've literally like rewound clips just for the push, is Carlos Icky. Is like Dono said, the power on his switch Mongo pushes. It's like he's really trying to attack that next trick, and I got all love for it. But if you do it half fast, like you ain't pulling it off. It's got to be done right, that's for sure. I feel like sometimes the reasoning for it is like, yo, I can't push fast enough switch. Yeah. Like, I can push switch just fine. But the way I'm trying to hit this next obstacle, I'm going to need to switch Mongo, man. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's so true. Yo, remember that uh, the three flat three? Like, usually, if I'm hitting a gap or something switch and I need to go high speed, like, I'm not going to push switch. If I'm doing a line and it's, like, medium speed or whatever, I'll go for yeah. the switch push. But I'll never forget the fastest I've ever gone in my life for a trick <laughs> was a switch yield at three flat three the long one at td and like yeah. i literally started at td8 ran through my board down and like switch switch mongoed and then like the moment where i actually had to jump and get two feet on to set up for the switch yield like i almost died a couple times because i was going so fast on the like hop back onto the board um, yeah sometimes it's actually necessary because yeah you can't get that same speed off your switch push 
Yo, remember, yo, Keitho? Keitho in no, Miami? No, don't go there. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't know what way he was pushing, dog. Yeah, I got... But, yo, what, I don't know when the last time I was randomly, like, fucking in a nostalgic moment. The other day, I was watching some Devin stuff on Instagram, and I watched our edit from Miami that he made after the fact with, like, most of our clips. And he's yeah. he put the Keitho one push to fall <laughs> in there. Oh randomly. man! Meanwhile, Cody got so mad at me for my Insta edit. I mean, mine was a little yeah, more was, ruthless, but that was some funny skate beef, man. <laughs> it was uh, Keitho. Yeah, whatever. Story for another time. Keitho gotta say it for, say it with his chest for himself, dog. He has <laughs> fucking guard dog Cody sticking up for him. <laughs> All right, next up we got an email. From Asa Dustin. Say Fadano. It's Asa. Long A, like Isa. What? So, okay. Say Fadano. It's Isa from New Hampshire. Bless you still for what you do. I have a question and a suggestion. A segment or sister pod in which you ask return guests the best questions you have ever received from the post office. They're often better than the ones you ask. Just kidding. For reals, though. The question is, (laughs) what are the best questions you've been asked by the post office? Five each, please, and do your research. I wish I had so I could suggest a few. Maybe get Wade to answer them rapid fire style. I know you're busy, but I can't get enough. Yo. Yo, who the fuck do you That's think you are? Me, yo. yo, what? Yo. yo, I think it's Asa. Asa. Long A. Asa. Uh, what the fuck is this, man? <laughs> yo. This guy said, do your research, man. Uh, you do the research. He said, do your and research, you and then in- said, I wish I had. Like, you ain't even trying to do the <laughs> research. Like, what? You think we're going to fucking pause this recording and, and go through like hundreds of. Of fucking emails to remember the best ones, like, bro, you're fucking. It's six tripping. years, over a hundred episodes. I'll tell you one thing: this ain't one of them. <laughs> Come on, dog. Um, fuck me. I'll tell you, there was a good one last week. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, anyone who didn't listen to last week's post office, make sure you go take that in. But uh, Asa, man. Um, maybe you just smoke some crack, so we'll give you a pass. But uh. <laughs> You're, tri- Yo, you're tripping, hey, uh, dog. This guy, or a sister pod, in case we have the time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> first, he had to disrespect us by saying that the post office is better than the actual interviews. Tell us to do some research and then start a second podcast. But he doesn't have time. And then we'll get Wade on to do it. Uh, Asa, man, I love uh, I love you throwing that out there. Was uh, That was a good question. Worth it. Worth a laugh for sure, man. Uh, pre- I appreciate a proper delusional uh, human being. So keep- <laughs> we're not even answering this in any form. Yeah, keep hitting the po- the post office, man. Appreciate you. Maybe a voice note <laughs> next time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Fuck me. All right. Next up, we've got an email from Jacob Hum. Sup, boys? Loving the new season so far. Listening in from Cincinnati, Ohio. My question is: If you had to trade a trick you're good at now. For a trick you're bad at or can't do, what would you give up and what trick would you take? Realistic answers only. No switch flip, nose manny faggy flip, unless you're giving up a combo that's equally complex. Also, side note, have a few suggested guests 
the god Javier Sarmiento, SF Goat Adrian Williams, and or the French Connection, JB Gillet. Love the bunt and appreciate y'all. Keep it up. Damn. That's a good one, That's man. a really good one. I like that. Maybe- it's got to be of equal, of equal skill, eh? Yeah, maybe we should start a new podcast and like just ask this question to everyone and like do mad research beforehand we'll research all of the skaters tricks as well <laughs> and then we'll get new hosts to host the podcast wade and someone else yeah yeah, yeah. perfect uh, it's hard to give up a trick though i'm trying to think of a trick i'm good at that i don't care for my bag just gets smaller every year so it's like shit <laughs> you know what i actually would do and like i could kind of do this trick sometimes not very well no, I can't hold it or anything. I would trade my switch front nose grind for switch crooks. Really? I think. I believe so, yeah. Because I could always do like fakey 5 still, you know? Like, and I'm not doing it on a hubba or anything, so going fakey makes no difference. Like, I'm just skating a flat ledge, so I could just fakey ollie into the fakey 5 Same thing. But I would trade my switch nose grind for switch crook. Yeah. Or my front smith for backsmith, but I don't think that's of equal skill you know oh that's a good one i'm fuck i'm keep trying to think of what to give up to get a good front shove or (laughs) or a good um back big spin oh i would give up i would a hundred percent give up my nollie big spin because like it doesn't get utilized very much these days like nollie frontside 180 but big spin like brad cromer I don't think anybody with a back big spin would trade you that though. But that's you not part of the question, like, is it? But that's like if that's how you judge if it's equal or lesser skill. Like if I'm the one holding the back big spin, I'm not trading you for a nolly big spin either. Bro, right? now you just added in a whole element. Like I gotta find someone to swap with. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just saying, like, it's not a fair trade. Okay, well I'm just saying I would trade my nolly big spin because I haven't filmed one since fucking environment for a back big spin just because it's been a torturous life as a skateboarder to not have one of the like dopest looking tricks all right fair enough yeah thanks for the amazing email um some people (coughs) cough isa should learn from this blessed email all right next up (laughs) we got another voice note from lucretius the one and only let's take a listen Hey guys, Cousin Lucretius here. Um, so I just saw the new Bobby Wars part on Thrasher and it's really banging, okay. But the thumbnail image is the ender. Thrasher, that is not a misdemeanor. And Thrasher, you violate a lot. There will be a part I want to watch and I'm saving it for when I go home so I can really enjoy my popcorn. And I go on Instagram earlier in the day and I see the ender on Instagram already. What the fuck? Guys, is this illegal? Cousin Lucrece is out. <laughs> what the fuck? Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm right there with you, Cousin Lucretius. That shit bothers me too. The same thing happened with that part for me. Uh, obviously, it's like you couldn't press play on that part on the Thrasher site without seeing the ender. Um, yeah, I hate that shit. I don't know why why that happens so much dude we used to have this problem when we were younger and there were like two things that would bother us was when 
there was like in the opening montage of a video and they would show attempts of the ender like to give it away or even when even like further back when we were so into magazines when someone's ad would end up being the ender yeah yeah, like, yeah just save it man like save the suspense for the people yeah real shit but it's not the the era we live in anymore man it's so like, now it's thumbnails that are the issue it's a it's a race to release this shit these days man yeah but we agree with you cousin illegal man and that's an easy fix too oh real easy all right next up we've got a voice note from peter morris says i'm back with two more questions was stoked on your answers to my last questions thanks again also bless me with his address if i was serious about those shades uh yeah we're gonna get those to you man uh let's take a listen peter morris round two yo it's peter from michigan sending in another voice note thank you guys for answering my last questions you have me laughing so hard never knew dono was a checkers guy and uh getting popeyes delivered to the hospital the night your son is born is absolutely legendary i hope i can live up to that one day when i have a kid order something oh, maybe i'll order checkers to the hospital or something but uh anyways i have some more questions for you guys i'm wondering uh when you are out skating with your friends and you're switching spots or people are getting tired or you got to get gas and it's bev time and you got to stop at like a gas station 7-eleven grocery store whatever um what are you guys getting i am always trying to get a full jug of water and a banana and if i really need to get juiced maybe a coffee and a, a cliff bar or something like that um i'm wondering what you guys would get and I also want to know if you guys have ever um, gained a trick because of an injury that you had or like had to switch up your skating in a way um, and learned new tricks or like to skate a little differently because of an injury. Um, I had a pretty bad knee injury last year and had surgery earlier in this year and I'm starting to skate again and I usually do like a lot of nollie and switch stuff but now um, landing with a lot of weight on my left leg kind of just feels strange because it's so weak so it's forced me to skate differently and like learn a bunch of fakey stuff so I just finally learned fakey crooks which I feel like I should have learned forever ago but been too busy trying to skate nollie so that's kind of cool even though it's I'm restricted I'm like learning other stuff and like finally trying to get a good kickflip for the first time in my life stuff like that that I've just neglected so I'm wondering if you guys have had a similar experience I would love to know I'll take you guys up on the bunch sunglasses, the billion dollars, um, the foreign fast food, all of it. I'm with it. Love you guys. Thank you. Peace. Shit. I hate gas station purchases, man. Always, you know, you're about to get a stomach ache, man. There's no way around it. But I'll go with a Snickers bar. Oh, fuck me. If I really? can find like a white chocolate one with almonds, I'm, I'm about that life. <laughs> And then uh, probably just some fucking any sort of barbecue chips. Doesn't really uh, doesn't really matter which brand. I love me some uh, Miss Vicky's though. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm a sucker for potato chips as well, man. Uh, but yeah, we're pretty simple. I think it's just beer and water now in our old age. Like we don't even no flavored drinks really. Uh, maybe a Perrier or something. I fuck with Gatorade uh, still heavy. Yeah. Oh, Gatorade on your hangover days. You always grabbing a six pack when we pulling up to Buffalo or when we went to Cleveland or something. Yeah, Gatorade for everybody. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. those electrolytes <laughs> on a Monday morning after Sunday tailgating. Uh, but I think everybody can relate, especially in your younger years when you injure yourself, most commonly like roll one of your ankles and you literally just can't stay off your board. Like you'll skate switch or whatever ankle is less hurt or whatever ankle is more hurt just becomes the ankle you pop off of, obviously, right? Yeah. Yeah. I can't recall an actual trick that I've learned from being hurt because I don't know. I just can't think of any right now but i i agree that like yeah you'll keep you'll compensate and skate the other way for sure yeah shit man my memory's foggy but i definitely did that where like my first ankle rolls i rolled my regular one twice and then instead of like not skating for let's say a month after two weeks i'm forcing it and learning how to skate switch and that's when i started pushing switch and skating switch from an early age so it's not like i don't want to say i'm thankful because i've had so many ankle issues since but it, it did force me to become more well-rounded with my stances i was just gonna say i remember when we were younger i filmed a trick i forget if it was on the little gap to mani at td or the gap to mani at uh oh yeah, yeah, yeah cbc but i filmed a trick like that it was actually hard for me and then the ghost did it with an air cast on. So he was always learning tricks when he was injured or not. Yeah, yeah. That was uh, the little TD gap to Manny. That's funny because uh, I actually, yeah. I'd never done it without, like I learned it with the air cast on. That was fakey big spin Manny then, right? Yeah. So you did fakey big spin Manny, but I think you back 180'd out. And uh, yeah. I did fakey big spin Manny with the cast. <laughs> That's in, that's in something. I think it's an environment. No, uh, what was the one before that? And needless to say, mine never saw the light of day. <laughs> yeah, it was an environment. Or whatever one I shared apart with Blinger. It was in the intro and that. Fucking hell. All right, next up, we got an email from 27. What up, Bump Boys? Loving the show. Just started watching about a month ago, and I got to say, I'm loving the content. Grady Smith talking about stealing from Starbucks had me rolling. But it wasn't that that wasn't Grady. That was Mark, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, I'm a filmer myself and mostly just shoot my friends while they do crazier shit like stairs. Fuck stairs for real. I just had one question for you. Do you guys like older footage shot on VX1000 uh, versus filming with a newer HD camera specifically for new parts? Should that shit stay in the past and should people just get with the times or is it more situational like whoever is behind the camera? Keep up the good work. Bunties, stay cool. Shout out 27 Skate in Oahu and shout out Nick Hilaire on the 27 crew. The age old VX versus HD debate. I don't think there's a question we've answered more in the post office. Um, yeah, situational for sure, man. Everyone loves VX 1000 
can't get enough of it looks great sounds great has the best vintage feel everything about the vx 1000 is good except the cameras always break and you have to deal with tapes and they glitch so obvious problems hd new wave looks awesome super clean uh memory cards like you, you can't beat that man so it is what it is we love them both equally you know one is a little harder to work with but looks better but it's 2022 man it gotta be hd now i guess yeah and like just the tvs that are made now don't look as crispy when for vx shit it just the old tvs were perfect like when you threw in that fucking vhs back in the day coming through on your tv it was just amazing and nowadays you're mostly watching shit on youtube and it doesn't do it justice so hd is just the way to go these days but of course <clears throat> i love my vx vintage shit man all right one last email for the week coming in from ralph hey bump boys feel the need for cozy tv working my way through top boy and i put sky castle in my list for those easier viewing sessions when i need it cheers safa for the recommendation i'll let you know what i think <laughs> uh that's great personal recommendation norwegian rom-com series home for the holidays ha my question for you you mentioned the way to your hearts is through your stomach in the last episode so what is your favorite food and what's your celebration meal when my first kid was born my adrenaline was so high i had a massive chicken wrap and a pizza <laughs> two of my favorite things at once peace ralph oh shit favorite food go-to food one that can't miss Man, I absolutely love pizza. I can't shake it, no matter what. All any pizza, man. I love pizza. But my celebration meal right now, and I love going to like fancy restaurants, all that good shit. Like I've been on Wax Town Safe. I'm I'm really keen to try expensive sushi. Like I just think it would I need to need to have that one time. But right now for me the keg is just smacking man 20 ounce rib steak <laughs> hits every time like come on 20 ounce the bone in mashed potatoes a little bit of extra mushrooms these days oh man take me to the keg hits every time no matter where you are can't go wrong agreed <clears throat> also love pizza of course shout out maker <laughs> uh one thing donald didn't mention that both of us love to death is oh a fuck. great burger um i don't know how many years ago it was now but there was like a top 20 burger list in toronto and me and donald made our way through most of it together it was uh so fucking fun we gotta we gotta find an updated one and start all over uh can't yeah. go wrong with a burger and fries and then uh to mix it up you know what i'm saying some korean barbecue because i'd be watching straight korean tv shows and they're always fucking eating some epic shit basically you get the point we love meat you dig <laughs> oh shit yeah yes sir all right that's it for the post office for this week anybody but asa hit us on uh the butt live at gmail.com <laughs> voice notes emails you know exactly what it is man i'm just playing with you dog <laughs> This is The Rundown, the skateboard world source for sports, brought to you by the one and only Steam Whistle, Canada's premium pilsner, the only buzz. So we don't get to talk about the NHL very often. 
you know we used to do the nhl minute but i just get tired of talking to myself so we talk about mostly the nba and the nfl almost exclusively right yeah but anybody who knows me knows that it's i bleed blue and white and it's the toronto maple leafs over anyone and right now we got the baddest motherfucker in the game we got the mvp on the toronto maple Leafs, safer Austin what? Matthews has taken his game to an absolute new level. The man has 51 goals in his last 50 games. Leads the NHL with 58 goals on the season. He's missed games. He had a slow start, but he is unstoppable. Two-way game, unparalleled to anybody in the NHL right now. He's getting MVP chance from fans showing up at practices these days. Uh, obviously, when anyone talks about the Maple Leafs, it's a little bit of a question about what's going to happen in the playoffs. Rightfully so. We've had our first round exit multiple years in a row. But you cannot dispute that this is the best man in the NHL right now. And I don't even think it's fair, dog. 58 goals to lead the league. Austin Matthews, easily your MVP in the NHL this season. Oh, sick. Okay, it's not official yet, but it's it's just bound to happen. It's bound to happen. He's going new level, man. New level. Plays a 200-foot game. Good on defense. And absolutely phenomenal putting the puck in the net, man. That's just something you can't teach. That's what's up, man. Shout out Austin Matthews. And, yo, shout out. I don't think we shouted out our boy, fucking Wayne Simmons, for uh, earlier this season. His 1,000 game in the NHL. Big legend in the game. Respect. Leafs. Very well-deserved. Received his silver stick here at home. With his wife and two daughters in attendance was probably uh, one of his greatest moments in the NHL, man. That's for sure. Wayne Simmons. Big friend of the show. Supposedly he can heel flip. I think we've said that before. <laughs> uh, believe, it, believe it when I see it, Simmer. Yeah. Uh, let's, get, let's get him on this fucking in the off season for a little rundown still yeah we gotta chase him down man we'll get uh, pull up at his house yeah. uh so let's get back to where we where we usually uh spend most of our time these days it's in the nba last week we had some lunatic on here talking about uh, the hornets playing the raptors and i told him <laughs> that uh obviously not gonna happen and it looks like it's pretty much locked in uh could switch a little bit obviously but um I'm I'm thinking it's gonna be the Raptors and the 76ers, man. And how we how do we match up with Philly? Woo! <clears throat> We're gonna kill them with depth, something they have none of anymore ever since the Harden trade. Harden's looking like a piece of ass lately too. Um, <laughs> I, I heard someone rifled off his field goal attempts and makes over the last like eight games or some shit, and it was a lot of like three for twelves four for tens you know five for 19s shit like that uh philly philly's definitely kind of shook right now we'll see what happens they got no depth whatsoever and uh we're just gonna kill them with those those massive wings we got man half our roster other than like van vliet is like between six six and six nine six ten siakam styles uh yeah i don't think they want to see us man we beat them the other day when Embiid trying to get that scoring title was trying to go off to held him to 30 points and uh got the w man i think the raptors are a sneaky team that no one really wants to face in round one man yeah the other option is we could potentially end up playing the celtics uh 
one game left in the season. I would prefer to see the 76ers in the first round, to be honest with you. I know, and it's crazy to say that because before, what, January, the Celtics were playing like pure ass. Yeah. And the Sixers, when Harden first got there, were looking pretty scary. But uh, even without Robert Williams, <clears throat> I'd rather see the Sixers than, uh, than the Celtics. And like maybe we're still in their head from that Kawhi game winner all those years ago and their team was way more stacked at the time like that was fucking Embiid, tobias harris jimmy butler jj reddick um they were fucking deep as hell <clears throat> in that series ben simmons, simmons. Yeah, yeah like and now ben it's Embiid, who obviously is just a fucking force but not much around him to be scared of man if harden's gonna continue playing like a fucking shell of himself yeah and we always have talked about whoever gets the Nets in the first round is obviously the loser of this playoff lottery. Uh, could still be anyone from the 76ers, the Celtics, to the Bucks, but I, I hope it's the Bucks, man. Not for the Bucks' sake, obviously, but for pure entertainment. I mean, to go from playing in the Eastern Conference to then end up playing in the first round will be, uh, it'll be a sight to be held, man. Yeah, it's one of those ones that you kind of would hope would happen in round two or the conference finals just for the extra drama but as long as we get that series at some point in the playoffs as basketball fans we're gonna be hyped as fuck um that's what it's lined up as right now right because they actually is, fucking yeah. somehow moved from 10 to 7 in like yep. a four game stretch yeah well it, everyone in the in the east has one game left so obviously could be a little bit of movement they could drop all the way to 10th if uh it's one game separating the hornets and the nets and four teams and all uh bundled up there so there could be some movement but right now the nets are sitting in seventh it's, and they're uh, playing the pacers who are tanking so the the odds of them like you could put you could take out your life savings and uh bet them on brooklyn to win this game and come up <laughs> with like four percent extra of your life savings yeah i know i know it's not it's, if if it's just a bet to, for them to win straight up like you're not gonna get much out of it but um dude they're resting like i don't know their team just sucks balls other than yeah halliburton <clears throat> and if the standings hold in the west right now one series I will have my eye on is the Dallas Mavericks and the Utah Jazz. The Jazz have been just sliding down the standings, man, and not looking good. But Donovan Mitchell versus Luka Doncic will be it will be fireworks in the first round. Yeah, but yo, the Jazz just seems so checked out. It, they've been taking losses and like losing huge leads in the second half and even big ones in the fourth. Uh, I think I think Rudy Gobert is gonna get traded this summer. Maybe they Ooh. fire their coach. He's a good coach, but like, just something's dead about the spirit of that team, man. It's weird. Um, I haven't seen like such an epic collapse in a long time. Like. For the first couple months of the season, everyone was saying Warriors and Phoenix were in their tier and like Utah was in that tier for a little bit. It was like those three were the top three teams, no questions asked. Mm -hmm. And that has completely shifted. The Grizzlies are now that team and Dallas is also kind of knocking on the door <clears throat> on that first tier. 
I think Utah gets smoked if they play the Mavs in the first round. Yeah, they might even fall a little bit further. The Nuggets could pass them, and then it's uh, the Warriors are the other option. One team to watch out for, man. Somehow, some way, this year they're just fucking making it work, blue collar style. And now they got PG back. The Clippers sitting in the eighth spot, man. What do you think of them? That's one of the most shocking things of this entire season. I think they swept the Lakers this season. I saw some stat. It was like the amount of games the Lakers had with uh, LeBron and AD healthy versus the amount of games the Clippers had with Paul George and Kawhi, which, well, Kawhi played zero games. But the fact that the Clippers are like almost 10 games better than the Lakers is so insane to me uh, with like Reggie Jackson leading the way most of the year. Like it's nuts, man. Uh, hats off to them. I got so much respect for Ty Lue, who when he won his championship, it was he got the classic anyone who coaches LeBron treatment where it's like, yo, that coach didn't do shit, just rode LeBron's coattails. But like now when we look back, we know Spolstra and Ty Lue are two of oh the best God. coaches in the NBA. Like they're probably both top five coaches in the nba spolstra arguably the best these days hats off to the the clippers and tyloo man crazy crazy shit absolutely and man can you believe that we just made it through an 82 game season in the nba it's uh it's good to be back the playoffs are here uh can't wait man this is the best time for sports nhl nba playoffs round one uh, I can't wait to uh, get it underway. Same here, man. I'm ready. I didn't watch like the last two years. I didn't watch my usual amount of basketball in the regular season for whatever reason. But when the playoffs come around, I switch back into full nerd <laughs> mode and I'll be taking in them games like my life depends on it. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> Before we wrap up the rundown for this week, one thing we got to touch on is... Uh, the sad passing of Dwayne Haskins. Yeah, so sorry to hear about Dwayne Haskins. Just unbelievably, unbelievably sad um, and shocking. And just hoping everyone who who was friends with him, his family and shit, are all doing okay. And yeah, fuck Adam Schefter, fucking kook. All right, y'all. That's gonna wrap up the rundown for this week and put an end to this week's episode. We'll catch y'all next week. Peace. Thank you.